about it too late but i almost just grabbed my lighter and i was like here's my torch but Aww. i thought about it with five seconds left in the intro and i was like well that's not gonna be good but well, there's not enough time there bud well hello and hello and hello and welcome to the cup the currently unnamed podcast where we put the real and the tea in reality and where you can always come here first to quench your thirst I am your girl, Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I love me some tea. Purr. And if you have some tea, you know what to do. Hit me up. I currently am just drinking on some water that's been here all day. And it's okay. Say, because how many days has it been there? Just <laughs> today. Just today. And I will finish it before the night is through. But if I was drinking anything else, I would probably be drinking it out of my cup mug. Uh huh. Oh, I was gonna cup oh, mugs on the top, bro. Oh. I don't have mine on me up here. It's like five hours away. I mean, it's it's literally like Brooke and Jack both have cup mugs. <laughs> they just don't have it with them. So, Come on in. Come on in. Looking in your. I, I just got my check. Oh, that's <laughs> I'm about to say, I, I'll be waiting for your order, Camorian. Anyway, you can get and your cup mug. We appreciate you very and much. We appreciate you. Yeah. But you can get your cup mug at lanagiescreations.etsy.com and you can get your cup mug or your any other cup merch because we do have other cup merch. And uh, check out, we do ship internationally, so there are no excuses. I'm looking at you, Survivor Universe, because y'all all over the place. I know y'all all over the place. I'm looking at all of y'all. Despite and we, all six of us being American, but that's fine. We <laughs> do ship domestically, too, so America, I'm looking at you, too. Per. It's time for America's vote. America. <laughs> America. Wrong show again, Brooke. <laughs> we the America tribe? America. No. <laughs> the America no. tribe. Not again. No. America. Absolutely not. No. Shireen. I'll be Shireen. Logan is Dan Foley. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, David? <laughs> A line has been crossed. Oh, Weird. This is the last time I've ever seen David. <laughs> it is the last time you will ever see David. He won't be on the podcast anymore. Hmm. Y'all are some shady bitches today. <laughs> the real. We're being very real Hello. today. Anyway, hi. I'm Logan Murphy. I say something gay. Gay. I have my cup mug, but I am filling it with a much larger pitcher in front of me because I'm drinking some sparkling pomegranate lemonade today, and it is very good. And I will be drinking it out of my cup mug for the duration of this podcast. Sounds delicious. Uh, yeah, 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 cup mug. <laughs> <laughs> Remix on the way. Bro, no not while I'm drinking. Not while I'm drinking. I almost spit it out. <laughs> Moving along. This Moving intro is taking on. way too long. 
<laughs> Moving on to me. Um, yeah. I'm David Healy, and I am the Survivor Superfan. Hey, hush while I'm talking. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying a goddamn thing. <laughs> no, you're free to talk as much as you want while I talk. I sure will. So, I am a Survivor Superfan, as I said, and I have met over 200 Survivors, so I will be sharing a different Survivor autograph with you each week. And this one... I am pulling out a very special one. I am pulling out the very first Survivor contestant I ever met in the moment that I met her. Um, because I rode a Ferris wheel with this Survivor and she had somebody else take a picture of us and then she printed the picture, signed it, and then mailed it to me. And I, it was an unexpected surprise, but it was Jillian from Survivor oh, Gabon. That's not unexpected at all. That is such a Jillian thing. What's unexpected is young David. What? That's me 14 years ago. I was 24. Still older than Kamori and her brook. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack? I, Jack, I'm literally older than Jack. What was that about? I'm the bottom so bottom to be surprised. But, yes. And maturity. Too. But yes, she signed oh. it. And she said, dream big. Oh, um, so also, Survivor Gabon is the very first season of Survivor that Brandon Donlin watched, so it's a special one. So, works out. But I am drinking water. Period. This intro is about to be fifteen damn minutes. Okay, <laughs> Brooke, please go. Uh, and hey, it's Brooke, and I guess today you're getting a podcast with all the fixins. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. sure. Morning, and that, that that's the gimmick for Survivor this season is I'm just gonna use different ropes to sometimes. I love it. Um, and I'm dying. As you can't tell, my glasses are fogging up because I've been laughing so much. It, so y'all, you're yeah. making me cackle today. So Kamorian and Jack, please be kind enough to let me wipe them off. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, my name is Kamorian Hannah Rose, and. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I can't put the pressure. No. <laughs> that. Morian's okay, missing. Morian is really request. Just one. <laughs> no. I had to. The moment presented itself, Morian. I had to. Bye. <laughs> All five of us really want to be here. <laughs> Okay. Yo. I'm Brandon Donlin. Logan is Emily. <laughs> no, we all know if anyone here is Emily, it's me. Let's be honest. Yes. That is so true. That oh my god, so and, there's, and there's two black people, so it works. Oh, no. Me and Kamorian are working together, obviously. <laughs> so, Jack, um, it's your turn. Oh, no, Kamorian, Sean... Kamorian. Oh, sorry, Kamorian. I'm sorry. Well, that that's I'm gonna pass it to Brandon to my love to oh. my love. Just kidding, just kidding. Oh my god! <sighs> what do I even say? <laughs> good. Like, oh my god! Look, hi, my name is Jack, and I also would have a breakdown after one day of not eating, not due to nicotine this time around, but due to just being a complete and utter mess. 
Mm-hmm. That's relatable and love, content. And we love relatable. you for it, Jack. Relatable, Jack. Very and I'd probably develop a nicotine addiction before going on. That way I can blame it on that app. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh As you God. all can apparently after 10 minutes of just chit-chatting and laughing and all foolishness, we're finally going to start talking about Survivor 45, the episode. Yay. It happened. We watched it. And now we're going to talk about it. We and did. You could subscribe to this channel while you're here because, as you see, we have a great time. We have a we we kiki a lot. We laugh a lot. Sometimes we're a little shady to each other, but it's okay. It's all love. It's all love, most of the time. Most of the time, anyone. So we're talking about Survivor 45. Hit the button now. We won't talk about it no further unless you hit the button. No, I'm just kidding. We'll go talk about we'll, it. We'll, talk about we'll it. still be here also. We'll, we'll still be here regardless. Will there be six people every episode? Probably not. No. <laughs> Who knows? We'll, we'll see. I but would we'll bet see. a million dollars on oh. the fact that six of us will not be here. In fact, it'll be eight from here on out. Not eight. Oh okay. Not Nine, eight. technically, because Camorian was a part of that draft. True. Oh wait. Well, there is. Tech- there are technically two other people that Camorian oh, yeah. could just inherit. Team Camorian. Who? Who are the leftovers? Drew, uh, Drew and so, Sean. Drew and Sean. Hey, those are not bad picks. I mean, yeah. better than my team after this episode. Let's be honest. Yeah, we know. Well, I think one of those people could win. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's talk about the episode. We start off with the. Boats are coming in to the other bigger boat. The smaller boats getting to the bigger boat so they can climb up on the big boat to talk to Jeff. And boats. boats. And here is where five minutes in, foolishness already ensues. And when I say foolishness, I say Emily. Emily is her name. (laughs) She's foolishness. She is going to be, when I speak of foolishness, I'm probably talking about Emily. Because she is grade A foolish. Right out of the gate. Literally right out of the gate. Jeff says, it's probably a face you probably already know. Bruce is back. And everybody's like, yay, Bruce is back. Bruce is And here. we're all like, yay, and Bruce. We're like, yay, Bruce is back. Because we like Bruce. Bruce is we great. Did. Bruce didn't Lower have a chance to play the game. Right, we didn't have enough time to see what Bruce actually could do, so we're like, "Yay, Bruce is back! Give him another chance." Jeff asked Bruce, "Do you think you have an advantage being in this game?" And Bruce is like, "Not really, because I didn't get to play the game. I was literally at this same place last season when I got out, so I really didn't get to do anything extra or special or." Feel like I actually played the game, so I don't think I have an advantage. And Emily was like, "Um, Jeff, I want to push back on that." And I was like, "Girl, what? <laughs> Child, huh? What, what we pushing back on?" I mean, he does have an advantage because he did get to get to this process further than all of us. And so he actually got to this place and we're still at the at a new place and we, so he does kind of have an advantage over us. And I was like, and girl, he, shut up. I was, I'm sorry, but like, Emily is like the first, like the person that makes me want to s- smoke my first cigarette, because my okay. God. Like, don't smoke, don't, don't start smoking, Hannah. then you're gonna go through nicotine withdrawal. Yeah. Oh, don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, uh, 
I'll like, say when when she when she said that, I was like, okay, whatever. Like I I wasn't too bothered by it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought he had a pretty good defense at first. He was like, I think we d- different people bring whatever advantages that they have, like whatever personal advantages they have. Mm-hmm. And then she pipes up and she's like, there he is again, speaking with authority to us. And I'm like, what are you doing, girl? You're speaking with authority right now. It was very hypocritical. Oh, so that's girl. when I was like, okay, okay, you got your first jab in, but this is a little too much at this point. And I think exactly. this might backfire. I think you're making him more of a sympathetic figure. So I don't know what her goal was. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the weird part was like at the start of this game, like literally, like I think what the second the second person we hear from is is Emily, if I'm not mistaken, saying like, look, I didn't, all of these people are here to just enjoy the experience with a couple shady zoom-ins. And then, but no, I'm here to win. If I don't win, I might as well have gone out first. And And I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree. You were this close. No, you were this close. Let me out of your name. You don't even know how close. You were. You were lucky. I'm not trying to say anything, but I noticed some things. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about. I noticed some things, and I was like, I, y'all know me. I'm going to call out what I see, what I see, what I see stuff. And I was like, I ain't going to say it because I don't know. I'm going to give her a couple of more episodes. We've seen one 90-minute edited episode. Right, so I'm not going <laughs> to say it. But it sure ran through my mind a couple of times during the episode. I was like, girl, wait, Lana, nope, don't say it. It was right at the tip of my tongue, and I was like, don't say it, girl. Don't you say it. So I ain't going to say it. But just know, you know what I want to say. Though, weeks, Lana? In a couple yes. of weeks, I might say it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But you know what I want to say? What's that? I want to say. Uh, I want to talk about our good friend of the podcast here. Aww. Our good friend Brandon Dahlman, who oh boy had just an adventure, um, just an absolute adventure of an episode. He got what he he wanted from his survivor experience, I guess. Uh, well, he's not out yet. Hopefully, he goes very far. We're gonna hope for that. But immediately, first question goes to Brandon, and he just just breaks. And I'm like, oh, relatable content. I mean, truly, truly. Like, I just imagine if I mean. All of us have been fans for a while, at least. I don't know the exact length of everybody's fandom, but, like, we've all been fans for a while, and I just can't imagine a world where I'm on Survivor, right? I'm standing on the boat with 17 other people and Jeff Probst. And Jeff Probst is like, how do you feel to be on Survivor? Like, come on. It's relatable. And I I, I understand. I it's, love it. it. It's relatable, not for Survivor, for me. Like, I'm not going to be crying about Jeff Probst and Survivor because that's not my show. But you put me on Big Brother and I'm standing on that stage the first day and I'm like, who child, am I about to walk into this house? Am I really about to walk into this house? I might have moments where I'm sitting somewhere like, I'm playing Big Brother. That's my moment. Those are the show. That's my show. No, Amazing Race. Oh, absolutely. When I'm, when I'm standing in front of Phil and he's about to tell us to run out into the world, the world is waiting. When it's me and Lana. 
No, we can't go together. We already established that neither one of us can drive oh, yeah. a stick. Neither one of us could drive a stick, so we can't go. But true. Um, bring back the family format and just oh, one one person who can drive stick, everyone else prays. Oh, no, they have that now. It's called buddy games. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. I it's definitely relatable. I definitely understand Brandon and his emotions, why he felt that way. I was like, knowing him, I was like, you go. You know that that no. that that, that eight, uh, America's Big Top model mean? <laughs> that was me. Yeah. I was like, you go, Brandon. I, and yeah. I know David, you probably had a. You've known Brandon longer than any of us, so I know you probably had like a, a very visceral reaction. Oh yeah, it was it was really surreal just watching. For some context, so I used to like. I guess I still do like have a Facebook group that's uh, for Survivor fans that became very popular around 2010, 2011. But I remembered seeing Brandon on Facebook um, back in, I think, 2012. And I saw him commenting under Stephen Fishback's tweets or, or uh, posts on Facebook. And I'm like, hey, you should come join our Facebook group. So he did. And like, he just became my little buddy. And like, we would talk frequently. And then eventually we went to like survivor events together. We shared a hotel room um, in Chicago once at a survivor fan event. We've been to Orlando at the same time for a survivor event. So he's just been like somebody who's been in my life for over 10 years now. And I've just known him as this huge survivor fan. I've watched him grow up. So just like seeing somebody that I know and I've hung out with multiple times on survivor was just crazy to me. And when he was crying, I was like, <laughs> like it, like nothing, nothing is ever compared to that moment for me watching survivor. So it was so cool. That's awesome. I love that. And on your favorite show, too. I know. Both of our favorite shows. David Healy for Survivor 47. <laughs> David will quit. Okay. I cannot. David, <laughs> well, no, every, no, all the food would be bland, so David would fit in perfectly fine. <gasps> True. Stop it. But anyway. <laughs> I have cooked for this man. I, know. I can say that. I know. I, oh. I know. <laughs> it's the... <laughs> David is not a fan of a lot of things, but that's okay. Yeah. It's a, I still love you, David. Period. I do too. I just won't ever cook yeah. for you. That's so perfectly it, fine. Right. I'm, I'm, about to say, I'm sure he's not upset. <laughs> but Survivor. So then we get the challenge because that's what we're here to talk about, Survivor. Mm -hmm. So we get the first challenge and they break it down two by two by two. Can but I mention Go ahead, well? jump in something. I, well, now I was going to say, so they title all the comps, but they don't, like, mention the names of the comps, really, at all, ever. I looked at the name of this competition. It's called Barge Simpson. Stop. <laughs> what? I'm uh, not joking. That's what the Survivor fandom wiki says. This no. It says uh, this challenge is called Barge Simpson. No. I wish I was lying. Well, Barge. Hold on. Well, Barge. Well, Barge. <laughs> so the Barge Simpson competition happens, and two people have to unload a crate full of sandbags and heavy ropes and put it into another crate. And then once that happens, they get a key, then they run back, and then two more people jump off the boat, swim out to another boat, and boat back to the boat and boat climb up, back, to boat boat. back to the boat but and then they have to climb the ladder to get back on the boat and then two mm -hmm. more people will take sticks 
and hit the ring to try to get the key, another key off a ring, one of those swirly rings. So they have to keep hitting it and keep hitting it till it falls off. And then they have to untie the bag and get the flames. <laughs> right, right, to win, in order to win. All of this. So we start off, Lulu is doing really great in the beginning. They pulling out the bags, they getting all the stuff, they grabbing the things, uh, it's Sabaya and Caleb, and they're doing it, they getting it done, made it happen. Uh, Bruce and, what is that, was it Katura? Mm-hmm. Bruce and Couture was doing it on the blue team on the Bello tribe. The Bello, Bello deck. Bello we didn't deck. Talk about the the tribe names. Yes, but um, Bello tribe, which is we so call I, it the Bello deck. I will tribe. be affectionately referring to the tribes as the Bello deck, uh, the Lululemon tribe, and the Reba McIntyre tribe because they because they literally have a single mom who works two jobs, who loves her kids, and never stops. With gentle hands and the heart of a fighter, she Julie is a survivor. Julie is a survivor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She sure is, and she's on the Reba tribe. So great. She sure so is. then on the red on the red Reba tribe, it was Austin and can't remember. Wasn't it Sifu the other person? Yep, Sifu. Yeah, Sifu. Yeah, Austin. You're right, Sifu and Austin, and they killing it. And still learning so, names. Still, <laughs> I'm remembering. And so then the yellow tribe finishes first. They go off. Brandon and um, Caleb. Caleb. No, was it Caleb? Sean. No, Sean. Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean you're right. Sean. You're right. Uh, Brandon and Sean jump in the water. They swimming out. And the blue team right behind them, red team right behind them. Everybody was jumping in. Everybody was close. Brent, they swim out, get the boat, come back. Lulu is in front. Lulu Lemon Tribe is in front. And then this is where tragedy struck. Because Brandon gasped completely out. He could not climb the ladder. He was struggling getting up. He kept falling in. He get one foot on the ring and then he falls. He get another foot on the ring and he falls. So then Sean just climbs over him and gets on the boat. And Brandon is still struggling. But at that time, teams are coming in. The, the Bella, Below Deck tribe comes in. The both girls jump and climb up the ladder and they go. And then the Reba McIntyre tribe comes in and they both climb up the ladder and jump on the boat. And Brandon is still struggling at the bottom of the boat, not being able to climb. So Sean goes and tries to help Brandon up. By this time, the Below Deck and the, and the, and the Reba McIntyre tribe have already unscrewing most of the rings on their little flint thing. But they finally get Brandon up. Brandon finally makes it on the top of the boat. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, we love you, Brandon, but mm-hmm. you know this is a struggle. But you know. and Because he was put out a message on Twitter today about the struggle that he was having. But yeah, it was it was, it was was crazy. The yeah, re- I'll, yellow- be, I'll be honest, like watching this, I just like my heart went out to Brandon so much that I literally started crying because I was yeah. like devastated for him. I knew this was like the nightmare scenario and my heart, like my head starts thinking worst case scenario. Is he about to get pulled from the game yeah. just because oh. he's like so, so exhausted. Um, I was very scared for him. Honestly, it was it was hard to watch. Yeah. What did, what did everybody else think about this whole challenge situation jack we'll go to you 
So, uh, due to, I'm going to call them fun timing issues, uh, I wasn't able to watch this early part of the challenge. Oh, so, really? I had basically jumped in uh, a little bit later on where Brandon and Hannah are talking to each other. So, that's, okay. where, that's where I started the first time. So, okay. earlier this morning, when mm-hmm. I went back in, I had already known what comes up. And that made this scene so hard to watch mm-hmm. because I knew exactly what was going to happen afterwards. My brain was just like, oh, my God, I'm watching it happen in real time. And yep, yep, that's what I do. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Kamori, what about you? What's your thing? Uh, uh, I I didn't see like the beginning part. I think I got to like I think action when Brandon made it back on to the um the top and the, and he was on the floor eventually. Uh, so they they, they get him medical attention and then they, the next two, the next two from his team went to do the you know the ring part, the flint, the top part, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. So, and I I, I remember I think I think Red ended up winning. I think we were. Yeah, Reba ended up winning the um the whole thing on the boat, so mm-hmm. I didn't see fully mm-hmm. what fully has happened. Like you know, because like damn, poor Brandon. Like you know, it it just hurts to see you know that one player like just you know just going through it in a challenge and physically. Yeah, Brooke, what about you? Did you watch um, the challenge first and foremost? Did I did actually. Yes, yeah, people apparently yeah. did I, I, I watched the challenge. I watched the challenge. I watched the whole. I'm not talking about the challenge. I'm talking about this challenge. Barge Simpson, that one. <laughs> Dumb name. Um, yeah. Um, all I'm gonna say is, damn that Lulu ladder, because uh, if you really, if you think about it, right, you saw Emily and Hannah. They almost came back and won. Um, they were like this close from winning. Because they, I mean, all intents and purposes, they beat Bello. Because Bello got stuck and they couldn't get the thing off the corkscrew. Um, not a fan of Emily or Hannah at the moment. But, well, Emily. But, like, you know, they did a good job. Yeah. It's just, if Brandon would have gotten up that ladder maybe 10 seconds faster than he did, I think Lily would have won the reward. Um, but, like, Part of the ladder was on the side of the boat, and then there were like two or three rungs that were in the water, right? And if those rungs weren't anchored, that would have been difficult to even if you're like starting there and you can't pull oh, yeah. up at all, that would have been difficult to get up. So I, I can understand, especially after you've already swam a decent amount, had to get yourself into a kayak, p- paddle said kayak all the way back. Like it's a lot. I will say, uh, everybody who's talking about how bad Brandon did, um, half of us wouldn't be able to do it because I know for sure I wouldn't be able to do that. I would have been like, put me on the pole getting the keys off because I'm not yeah. swimming and I'm not carrying no heavy rope. So put me on the pole to get the key, the flip off the thing because that's, that's going to be my... Yeah, I, it was bad, but... That's why I sit here on this podcast instead of going on Survivor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. What I did, what I did love was just the the happenstance of the the two on the final leg for the Reba McIntyre tribe being literally, I think, the tallest and the shortest person on the season, being uh, Drew and D. Mm-hmm. I was like, but that's, that's fun, <laughs> and they they worked it out and they got it, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reba McIntyre tribe taking that first win. Hey. 
And um, yeah, Reba Williams, they they get the the they get the the, the minimal of supplies that they are going to get a pot, a machete, and some flint. That's it. So that's this. Uh, this is still what I don't like about this modern age survivor. I'm like, give the people some rice, please. Don't don't starve them. I hate I hate that so much. We talk about it. We've been talking about it since 41, that how much we hate the modern survivor where they don't give them the rice. I hate watching people starve. That's just me personally. I don't like, I'm like, why, why we do this? I don't go on TV to watch people. I don't want to watch people starve, but but they get their bare minimums and they go back to tribe. And Lulu and Bello has to have another chance to get their meager belongings but they have to go and do the savory or sweat trot of savvy. savvy, not savory. Lord, I'm talking about savory or sweet. Savory or sweet. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. But like savvy or but here's the thing. I'm. I'm. I'm this gonna is what Survivor has been putting this savvy sweat challenge for the last few seasons, and everybody's been winning. They said not this year. Not this year at all. Somebody is gonna lose this savvy or sweat challenge. Somebody gonna lose. We're not gonna have both teams winning and both teams getting this reward. Somebody is gonna lose. So they made it a competition between two people from the Lulu and the Bellow tribe. By the way, I didn't like that uh Sabaya and Caleb volunteered and nobody else did. That's sketchy. Oh. I don't <laughs> like that. And we were calling Brooke the Emily earlier. <laughs> like, what was just like an advantage? Like, we didn't know about and they had yeah. her. I mean, like, like why I didn't be... volunteer either, and I could have, you but I'm gonna just bitch it. about I, it, right? Instead of just being like, I want to do it, you chose not to, but they volunteered, so it's sketchy. And if they come back with nothing, they have to have an advantage because she did. She sketchy. did every damn thing but call them aggressive, like. <laughs> I don't. I, I would not be surprised, David. I'm not. I'm trying not to comment on her because it's just going to make me angry, and I'm going to start yelling, and I don't want to do that. Podcast. But what I will talk about, I loved this new twist with the sweat and savvy. I was like, oh, more competitive aspects. I really enjoyed that. So it ended up being, like we mentioned, Sabaya and Caleb uh, versus Brando and Jake. And I know exactly why they sent Brando. And I felt so bad for Brando. Because <laughs> I was like, oh no, baby, no. Oh, for no. the for the uh the then they made and the other part, they made them do both tasks. Yep. So they had to do the sweat task, which was transporting 40 logs, and then they had to do the savvy task where you had to your flint was on a rope tied into this very weird contraption that i don't think we've ever seen before mm-hmm. i was like this is new things not on survivor. survivor we're not reusing the same things don't worry was, that comes I was, later i know oh. probably yeah that comes later well they did change the tribe colors this season so they had to rebrand a lot of things so um 
But no, I love the way, I love that it was competitive and they made them do both aspects of the task. I thought that was, I thought that was a nice new twisty change that I really enjoyed. I continue to think savvy and sweat and all that mess is still completely and totally unnecessary, but I agree, but I think this this is the best, this is the best version of it we've had, but like whatever happened to the tribe that wins the opening reward getting like shelter building supplies or like things to help start a fire with, or like, I don't know, things that would actually help them survive versus dig deep, Brooke. Already used that Jeff Probstism last time. Okay, I'm aware. But, yeah. but like, it's it, Jeff's not even there either. Like, ugh. I, I this twist continues to underwhelm me every single season has been on. Um, although I did like the puzzle. Puzzle. It's like half a puzzle, half like a brain teaser, I guess. It was something. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, it was. I was trying to figure out how it wasn't just, okay, do all the actions that you need to. Like, it it was just following the rope, but also, I mean, obviously the rope was really, really, really tied up. So, I don't know. It looked very, very difficult, and I do not envy them. Uh, also, having an hour to do both of these... Yeah, that no reason choice. why they both failed. They both failed. I mean, that's a lot of logs to move, especially um, when this is not the most physical cast, honestly, if we're looking at them. So, yeah, we, we had three of probably the stronger people this season. But even so, like, I don't think they compare to a lot of the people that we've seen do the sweat tasks in previous years. So... I can understand why they didn't get it because it was a, a, a lot to ask for. But um, what what I kind of didn't like about this was that even though we had a 90 minute premiere, everything felt so rushed and it didn't feel like there was time to explain a lot of things. Like, I don't think that we properly even understood what they had to do with the second task. Um, they just kind of jumped into it. There's a few things that I think they could have really taken their time with this episode. Some things didn't even make the episode. Um, oh, but we'll I, talk about it. Yeah. I'm gagged. I know, me too. Uh, but I think that that's the problem is we, we got the 90 minutes throughout the whole season. And Jeff is like, okay, great. We can throw in more things for the season now. Excuse I'm me. like, no, just take take things that we already weren't seeing and put those in the episodes. You don't have to create brand new things for the episodes. He said that they're going to make things more complicated. This, that's not what we wanted. I want to see more of the camp stuff. I want to see the social stuff. And we did. The thing is that we did. And I, I think compared to at least what I remember of the other modern era premieres, I think we got a lot more of the camp stuff. I feel like I got to know everyone a little bit. And obviously mm-hmm. one tribe a little bit more than others and certain people more than others. But I feel like I got to know a little bit of everyone. And I think I saw where someone did a confessional count. And it was a lot more even than we tend to see it on other premieres. So I don't think it's perfect. And I will agree. I think I, I would like to see more of the all the same things that you were talking about, David. But I think this is an improvement on the structure of previous 
I don't know if anybody else agrees with that. But I'm going to stand on my hill. As someone who did not watch 43 or 44, um, 41 and 42 were fine premiere-wise, if I remember correctly. I don't remember having any... Well, 41 was a bit of a problem. Because the tribe that Erica was on, whose name I'm forgetting off topic at the moment, um, they barely... Yeah, the Blue, Blue Tribe. Yeah, they barely got featured on that premiere. Um, honestly, they barely got featured in the pre-merge. Um, but, like, 42 was better, but, like, this, it did feel at least more balanced here than it did in 41 and 42. So I can at least say that much. I mean, what's ironic, I disagree, but what's ironic is those were both, like, every every premiere in the new era, except for this one, were two-hour premieres. So. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, for a majority of them, they did have did all of them have two boots? I mean, half the time it was someone being removed from the game and then a boot. Mm-hmm. But I know yeah. all of them except for 43 did off topic offhandedly, but um, I don't know about 43 like specifically is what I'm saying. Um, well, both tribes fail the challenge. <laughs> Nobody else gets their materials. Nope. And they all have to go back to their camp and say, "Oh, we didn't get the materials." And- but before we even get, they get back to the camp. Foolishness starts up again at the Lulu tribe again. Sure Foolishness starts up again. Was like, if they gonna come back with nothing, they took an advantage. I don't trust them. We know that they working together, and we just got to do what we got to do. And Sean is sitting there like, really? Why do you say that? And she's like, because this is Survivor. And if you don't come back and you, they volunteered to go, and if they come back with nothing, they had to get an advantage and they hiding it from us. So we just, I'm, I'm just saying, because and then goes to the confession and it's like, I, I mean, I just, I'm just playing the game. I know how to play this game. I know that they, they, it's not possible for them to come back with nothing and don't have an advantage. It's just impossible. It's impossible. I, I, call me a pessimist. I'm sorry. It just it is what it is. I'm like, girl, girl. I'm not even going to talk about the optics of it. All I'm going to say is it is terrible gameplay. You are playing super hard on day one. Like, you got to be out here for, what, 28 days nowadays, right? 28, 26? Mm-hmm. Like 26. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to have to, like, you cannot make your target that big. Because, one, if everybody is like, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm, which is pretty much what was going on, because people don't want to outright disagree with her in the moment. But the second <laughs> that they came back, they told Caleb uh, and Sabaya what happened. So, like, and you cannot put yourself out there like that that big out of the gate because you're going to get targeted and look what happened. And it's crazy. And before we move past that, because Brandon does come back because he wasn't with them when they first made it to the Lulu Beach. But Brandon comes back and everybody's like, oh, we're so glad you're back. You're okay. How you feeling? He's like, I'm feeling bad. But I'm like, Brandon, don't say you're feeling bad. Don't tell him that. Yes. Tell him you but yeah this was my favorite part of the episode because he gets two questions at once and they're like where are you from and also how are you doing and he goes jersey bad 
of giving us sound bites. I know Brandon will be giving us sound bites because he knows. He knows about. He, he knows. He knows. Um, I was gonna say because a lot of so a lot of stuff happens in the middle before we get to the mm-hmm. immunity challenge. Mm-hmm. Do we want to go tribe by tribe and kind of talk about like is that the most logical way to yeah? To I think that's a logical this, way. Yeah, I think that's sure. a logical way to dissect it. Um, before we continue, uh, mm-hmm. I will have to depart because some things just happened and I will not be able to stick around. Uh, but note, the ending made me irritated and uh, the challenge was boring. Bye. 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 Yeah, that's normal. We voted him off anyway. That was first. Yeah, <laughs> we were, yep. we were, we were going to vote him off. We were going to vote him off, but he quit before. Like We voted his, her off, yep. Yeah, we voted her off. Because, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway. Um, let's start with Bella. Wait, David know. wanted to talk about Yeah, Bella. I know. That's why I'm starting with Bella. <laughs> right. oh, okay. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, it's so, just so first, random. I was like, oh my god, right. maybe we should just like just start with Bello. Like I'm just thinking Bello. <laughs> I'm just thinking Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> or Leo. Uh, oh. or Libra. Never. Um, okay, so we get back to the when they first hit the beach, um, Bruce is kind of trying to deflect from the whole uh, foolishness of it all. The foolishness. <laughs> That's just how we're going to refer to her this season. Yes. Sorry. That's He's it. like, yeah, wow. He's like, she came up to me and bitch slapped me. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Which I thought was funny. And then he quickly tells everybody, well, the, it's just him and the three It's three Bruce. Women. Bruce's angels. <laughs> yes. He tells them, uh, by the way, I'm not dad. I'm uncle. I'm not going to tell you all what to do or anything. I'm the fun guy. By the way, (laughs) don't bother. Don't bother weaving the palm fronds. We need to fire here. The smoke will keep the bugs out. And the girls are like, I thought he was uncle who wasn't going to tell us what to do. I thought he didn't want to be daddy. He wanted to be uncle, but didn't turn around. Then he turns around and be daddy once again. uh, He was giving good. Good advice, I think. I I am not sorry. I will be thirsting over Bruce for the entire time <laughs> that he is that? on this season. Because uh, there are some very attractive men on this season. Hmm. It is <sighs> we'll talk about more later when we get yes. to another tribe. Because I, I got my eye on one. Mm. I know which one. <laughs> I know oh, which wait. one. I want to talk about Kendra. Because, oh... Oh, I love Kendra so I like much. Her. I like her so much more than I thought I would. <laughs> Me too. She is give, she, I, I don't like comparing people that have been on shows previously. However, comma, she is giving me my Carolyn energy in the best possible way. And I am so obsessed with her already. The way she was like, I thought he was supposed to be uncle, but I guess not. Uh, just Kendra is also if Brandon is going to be the king of the sound bites this season, Kendra is going to be the queen of the sound bites. I'm already telling you right now. I think it's going to be her and, uh, and honestly Katura. That was about- also Kelly. Uh, this group of the three, the three ladies. Um, I will not be referring to them by their initials because that is not okay. Oh no. Uh, Oh, absolutely not. I just realized that as I was thinking about it, because I was going to. Not going to do that anymore. But our fabulous ladies of the Below Deck tribe. Um, 
oh, I am so, this trio, if this was the, the final three, cool. Right. Great. I want them to work together for real, for real. Not like, like, not, not like, like for real, for real. No, not uh, not even for real, for real. Not like that trio who started last season. Not like the Seven said, Deadly Sins. No, I ain't even talking about Big Brother. I'm still on survival. Oh, um, the, the trio from last season, and then the second something happened, she kicked um, no, uh, Mariah right out the group. Oh, yeah, Mariah. What was that chick name? I forgot, but whatever. She got her. She ain't Ellie. Oh, yeah. Ellie, she yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was another, another white woman who's a counselor. Wow, those stereotypes tend to do very good things on this show. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I ain't going to bring up the other one. Mm-mm. But back to uh, the Bellow Tribe, David, you were saying. Yeah, so we, as Logan was alluding to, we get that connection with the three women, and it was like one of my favorite parts of the episode because I do genuinely like all three of them, and they all talk about how they're 30 and two of them are 29. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, you are, Katora. I love it though. I love the line. You're love totally an office manager, Katora. Office manager. <laughs> She's like, I'm just gonna lie about everything. I'm managing my office as a civil rights attorney. <laughs> <laughs> so she Good sure for is her. For her. She and she managed somehow on a season with three lawyers. Three. Which, first off. Who's the third? Uh, Julie. Julie. <gasps> oh, duh. Yeah, she's, she's lying over. about being an art teacher. It's oh, Julie and it's um, Julie Jake. and and Jake and, and then Katora. Those are the three. three I think there's yeah. a fourth. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm checking really quick. I think I don't think so. Be... Oh, was it Drew? I'm checking. Y'all Drew's continue. Ivy League and lying about it... that, but I don't know but what his job is. Sorry, go like, on. Just, just immediately going. Someone else admitted to being a lawyer. Great. Mm-hmm. I can ask as many questions as I need to in order for you to say things that will take heat off me for the rest of the game because I can ask you the right questions. Like, I know exactly what I can do. And, so smart. And mm. the fact that she was like, I think she was talking to Kelly. And Kelly was like, we need to go after Jake because he's a lawyer. She was like, oh. I knew it was gonna a lawyer. It's like I knew it was the reason why I ain't telling nobody I'm a lawyer and I'm an office manager because I don't want people to come. She said, because I know the perception that people have on this show with lawyers is like all oh, they know how to lie. They built in liars, they are sneaky and they snake and that I'm not gonna do it. So as soon as Jake come back, she like, so you're a, what kind of lawyer are you? Oh, a a defense lawyer. Oh, you work for the attorney general? Oh, oh the, I'm like, girl. And she's just asking all the right questions to me. And he, and she, and her reason, she's like, he's so new to, uh, he's, as he's a, a lawyer. He's a baby lawyer. He just lawyer. has the bar. So he's he excited. wants to tell everyone he's a lawyer. He I love passed. her. She's like, he could tell everybody he passed the bar. And I'm like, oh. She's like, so I'm just gonna let him keep talking about how much he's a lawyer and how much, how great he is lawyer and i'm just gonna let everybody know that i'm an office manager at the local starbucks <laughs> i don't know i don't know i think she said for a nonprofit. probably probably which two is- things one um according to the listed occupations of everyone according to the survivor fandom wiki there are only three lawyers okay i don't know what drew is studying so it could be four i'm not sure i don't remember what he's studying 
Also, I want to point out as well, on the Survivor Fandom Wiki, Bruce's occupation is listed as Survivor 44. <laughs> he doesn't have a job. His occupation is Survivor 44. Um, and well, I, I hope, I hope you got some workman's comp for <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. And I mean, I think Katara also lied about her age, right? Like, yeah. seemingly? Yeah. She's, she's 34. Not she's not 29. Yeah. Not far off, but she's True. 34. So I love her. She's my favorite on that trip right now. My, my, oh, my too. One hundred percent all Katora. I, I love Katora. I think my I, all three of the women because also let's go lesbians. Hello. True. Yeah. And let's go queer women as well, Katora. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah. So also I so you made a comparison for Kendra. I actually got a comparison. Um. Based on preseason stuff, I was really expecting her to remind me of one of my least favorite survivors ever, who's actually lovely in person, but I could not stand her on the show. And sure. that's uh, Katie from Survivor Palau. Like, she was just giving me that energy, and I really didn't yeah. like Katie. Yeah, okay. So, so she's, she's way, <laughs> way improved from what I expected. So, yeah. So well, okay. Anything else on the below deck tribe that we found interesting that we want to talk about, or should we move on to the Reba McIntyre tribe? Because I feel like we haven't talked about them enough. They didn't really get a lot because they won. Because mm -hmm. they won, yeah. They didn't really get a lot. There's still a good amount of stuff to talk about. Well, then go ahead. Let's jump to the Reba McIntyre tribe. I want to talk about Sifu's ass getting clocked by J. Maya because that was another one of my absolute, or no, it was D. It was D. J. It's Maya D. was there, but it was D. I'm loving me some D. I'm kind of mad I didn't draft D because I'm loving D. And she was giving me the energy I wanted in this episode. Because if we remember from the preseason bios, uh, Sifu said that the player he most wanted to play like was unfortunately Tony Blotches. Oh. And that mm -hmm. is a very big red flag on this red Reba McIntyre tribe. But I'm still holding out hope for Sifu. I still like him, but he has some questionable choices, and I'm pretty sure he's a recruit. With that being said, um, I love that he was like, no, I'm just going to be Tony Vlachos and set up a spy shack. And Dee's ass went, what are you doing? Runs around and goes, a spy shack? <laughs> Died. Died laughing. My favorite part. I keep having more favorite parts. There's several many favorite parts of this episode. Love D. Love D. I have questions and concerns to anybody playing Survivor from this point on. Like, why do anybody think another spy shack is going to be feasible to do on the show when people have watched Tony do it on the show. So if they see somebody else putting together a bunch of leaves in the pot on top of stuff, they're going to be like, what you doing over there? Is that a spy shack? Which D clocked. And I was like, as you should, because we watched Tony do it and successfully, ain't nobody else going to be able to do that. We everybody looking for spy shacks from this point on. You looking for spy shacks? I'm gonna be like, what is that? Oh no, that's just a regular cave. That that was already here when we got here. I'm looking for every little formation that looked like somebody. And it, 
I, I don't understand how they think they could get away with it again. Like, I'm about to say, as we said, Sifu is the is the recruit, so I don't think he realized that super fans is in the building and they looking like, is that a spot shot? Boy, you mm-hmm. crazy. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you just lose all the trust you can with your tribe. The only thing that is gonna save Sifu in this matter is they keep winning and they won't have to go to tribal. But the second they go to tribal. Folks go remember that he tried to make a spy shack on them. Like, yeah, no, absolutely yeah. not. So I'll I'll stand up for Sifu a little bit. I mean, obviously, I don't think his decisions were the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to model your game after Tony. It just depends on how you do it. There are so many things Tony did that cannot be replicated, like the spy shack. But what Tony was doing and why he was so successful twice is because his goal in his first and third game was to go out there and have as much fun playing as hard as he can. And that's the basic. That's what Sifu needs to do. He doesn't need to think about replicating the certain things that Tony did, but just keep that mentality. Keep having fun because if you're having fun, your tribe will have fun with you. And that's why Tony won, especially his second win. Um, but yeah, play hard and have fun. Just don't make a spy check. Like that's a little, exactly. but his, his personality is infectious to me. Yeah. I like Sifu way more than I expected. I thought he was fine based on pregame, but he's just so endearing to me. I love him. I said something about Sifu during the cast assessment and it just rings true. It's still because Sifu said that Sifu was adopted and I was like, oh, that was nice to know. I didn't know Sifu was adopted. But then I was like, listening to Sifu, hearing how Sifu acts and seeing the, the different things, and then watching this episode, I was like, oh, yep, Sifu was raised by white people. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. He was adopted to a white family, and he is making decisions like he is adopted into a white family. And I was like, you don't have the luxury to act like you were adopted into a white family and think you can come out on Survivor and play these games like you were adopted into a white family. Unfortunately, that's the reality of it. And that's what scares me about Sifu because in the world that he lives in on a regular basis, which is fine, very fine, he can live that life. But the lifestyle he lives on a regular basis is a bubble that is not going to translate into survivor with the people he is coming in contact with. Unfortunately, that's the reality we living in. And that is the reality of black folks in these games. We can't play like our counterparts play. We have to play a whole different game to navigate through it. So him getting caught by D making that spy shack, it is not going to be forgotten. He will be called out on it and he will, it will come back to bite him in the butt. He gonna have a lot of work to do, but on the flip side of that, because he was adopted into a white family, he knows how to navigate his way through the environments that we certain people can and can't navigate their way through. And I'm not trying to, I'm always make this about race, but I'm making this about reality. I'm keeping it real and being about reality. He is going to be able to get people to maybe possibly forget about that if he just doesn't continue to make those bad decisions. Like, I agree. He needs to play like Tony, but he don't need to replicate 
everything Tony did because he is not going to be able to he he can't play that way. He not Tony. He he can't play that way. Right. So I, I I hope that he can. I think his 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 personality is super infectious. I agree with you. I think people will like him. I think as long as the Reaper Tribe is winning and he can stay there, the longer he stays there, the the better off he would be. People will be like, oh, we really like Sifu. Sifu's great. Sifu's amazing. Sifu's so funny. Sifu's so great. But he needs to stay there, and they he just got to hope they win because the second they go to tribal, the tides will quickly turn on unless they say we want to keep tribe strength. Now, if they say they want tribe strength, then he ain't going nowhere because you can't get no stronger than seafood. You ain't getting no stronger than seafood on that tribe. But if they saying... And maybe huh? in the game. Right. <laughs> exactly. Seafood we haven't is, seen Bruce's full potential yet, but I was going to say... Yeah, he might be the strongest. Seafood might be the strongest person out there. Out there right now. But, like, and, but until he, they just gotta win. I need Sifu to stay there longer to marinate himself because after that snafu, Sifu could could have messed himself up with that little that one wrong decision because that's all it takes in these games. One wrong decision can send you right out the door because people they lose that trust in you. It is what it is. But also, it, oh sorry. Um, just really quickly while I was thinking about it, um, I was going to say one thing that kind of annoys me about the new era of Survivor is um, when they, they've they improved the diversity, which I love. But what I've noticed that they like to do is like, okay, we have, we have three black men. Okay, we're going to split them up, one on each tribe. We have two black women, split them up. And it's like, why do we have to do that? Like, why can't we ever just mix it up a little bit more like you don't have to have your specific divisions like it still could be a struggle for somebody not to have somebody on their because the white people they got plenty of white people to choose from on their tribe so i don't know survivor stop doing that it's so obvious what you're doing and it's annoying logan jack i thought I mean... you were about to say something I said, Jack, did you have anything to do? Oh, that was good. Okay. I'm queuing to I, Jack. I love Sifu. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't think he's taking the game seriously. And I'm and I love that for him. Mm-hmm. He is playing this like he is on reality TV and he's doing whatever the fuck he wants. And I respect the shit out of that. Because yeah. I mean, first off. Going by Sifu specifically, which is not the name that you were born with, but instead the name that you were given as part of a martial arts training, is already going to be different, if I remember that correctly. I thought that was just his name, but I, I no. don't know. So, it's yeah. It's not his name. Got it. Same thing as Coach, I believe. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, So... I mean, he he's already going in. He's in, uh, he's in the robes. He's just he's just enjoying it because he knows that he can just kind of be himself and pray that it works. He is always at a hundred, and I love it because that's exactly how I play. Mm-hmm. 
I'll hand in my audition tape tomorrow, CBS. Just, just <laughs> look for it. Just look for it. 47. 47. I want to I wanna talk as well while we're on the Reba, and then we can move to... Well, I mean, the whole Lulu of it all, we all, we already kind of talked about prior to the challenge. We could talk about the Lulu Adam challenge. But we got to talk about Austin, the alternate. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that is who I got my eye on. Oh, me too, me Lana. Too. Oh, me too. Jack? <laughs> I'm not in the market. Oh. No, I just never am. Okay. I pre- I prefer going down the street and getting food instead. You know? I hate you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, too, that we found out that Austin literally got cast two days before the season started. I'm like, y'all didn't immediately cast him? I would have. I would have. First and foremost. Second of all. Third of all. He finds a beware advantage. Yes, he does. <laughs> Just out of the blue. He was like, see, completely on his own without being prompted by a producer. Obviously, he <laughs> finds a beware advantage. And um, he de- he decides, I'm on Survivor. I'm going to do it. And knowing that he's an alternate, I absolutely respect why he did it. Yes, because course. I still would never. But knowing that he found out he was going to be on the show two days prior to, I get it. And so he opens it, and it's the location for a hidden immunity idol. But you have to complete a series of tasks. They could not have made this more vague because he gets a little slip of paper. And it says, your first task is to decode the message on your tribe uh flag or whatever it's not the flag it's the thing the the wooden banner wooden wooden flag stand banner yeah wooden sign flag banners thing look at the wood flag (laughs) look at the wood and decode it (laughs) so this is really interesting because the minute i saw that sign i knew exactly what it was Mm. like i've someone who's looked at design puzzles before, you can immediately recognize when something is half of a letter. They mm-hmm. are just halves of letters, and I think you don't even need to look at the sign for that. I I haven't gone back and looked at it myself and seen the top marking, but I'm almost confident that be that I'd be able to logically decode it without doing anything. So well, then we're gonna expect that for next week, Jack. Yes, I'll try. I'll try the my Jack fact best. for next week. Remember Jack, Jack facts? facts? The yeah. Jack fact for next week Aww. is gonna remember. be deciphering whatever the code is. Uh, it's I'll pray that it's not in the episode because then I'll never be able to claim it. I've already um, heard. Oh, oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, Owen mentioned oh, it on a podcast. Owen from oh. uh, season 40. Oh, Owen. Oh, was it yeah. was it RJP? It was, yeah. I haven't watched it uh, yet, but I will. What? Mm. <sighs> so, should we just go to the immunity challenge? Because we are hour into this podcast. I think and we, still, we need to get think, to the immunity challenge. I think we could do that. So, it, was there a name, Logan, for this? Yes, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Would, it, this is even worse. Oh no, <laughs> worse than Bar- Barge Simpson? I think so. It's called oh. Mud Crutch. Mud, mud crutch. crutch. Mud crutch. Mud crutch. Crunch or crutch? Crutch, like crutches. Ah, mud crunch. But crutch. singular crutch. 
One crutch. All right. As, or as I would like to call it, obstacle, obstacle, obstacle puzzle. Yay. <laughs> Yay. My favorite. We love it. So you so, run up a ramp mm-hmm. and then you dive into mud. Mm-hmm. And I I took one look at that thing and I said, Bruce, <laughs> don't yeah. 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 Like, first, Bruce. Whatever you do, Bruce. Bruce. Why was there not padding? I was upset about it, Jack. I was very upset about it, Jack. (laughs) I looked at it and I just saw all the flashbacks and go, oh God, not again. No. And then when he started running and he went down and he was going through the mud, I was like, Bruce, put your head down. Bruce, put your head. And he was just. I'm like, oh god, no! If he bumps his head, if he bumps his head, he's stuck in a dodge. He actually did. He did pretty well. He got his redemption here, and I loved it. So, running through the mud, and then you have to pick up a whole bag of coconuts, transport it, and then you have to untie the bag, open the bag, throw the coconuts into the basket. Classic Survivor Mm -hmm. uh, to break the box that has the key to unlock The the thing to unlock the puzzle, and then you have to lift all of yourselves up this ramp because we can't give you ladders because that's too easy. Uh, I mean, we already then, saw uh, them not be able to use ladders earlier. So why give them ladders? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do that. We have a friend on this season. Yeah, and he ate shit both times. He, so I was like, he deserves. He look, I'm gonna be. Look, we talked about the 44 finale. You still ate shit. I'm about to say we are. We are going to help. I'm about to say I'm. 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 I'm gonna be honest. About what we see on the episode, even if you're my friend, and so Brandon, you ate crap in this in both challenges. But okay, yes, and then you have to solve the three D Survivor logo puzzle. Now this challenge, mm. we we kind of thought that the Lululemon tribe was going to be a struggle bus tribe, and then it was proven correct twice. In one episode. It was bad. It was <sighs> real bad. It wasn't all that bad. But you want to know who had arguably the worst uh, challenge performance in this challenge? Foolishness. Because mm-hmm. you want to know who made it through the mud faster? Brandon. You know oh. who took a long time in the mud? Foolishness. And Sabaya. Honestly. And Sabaya, but foolishness. It was a little bit of Sabaya. It was a little bit of Sabaya. She started off with was, was, Oh, it was rough. But Brandon did a great job in the mud, and I was proud of him. But we can blame foolishness. But we're yeah. going to blame foolishness. But then we get to the ramp picking up people on the top, and oh, God. <laughs> And then, and, they, and then they, Brandon still had they, they, Brandon fell, and then they were trying to boost and up Sabaya, and then Sabaya uh, fell, and oh, it was just, it was, just watching Brandon uh, on the floor, and then like, like this is what saying, you wanted, Brandon. Shut the fuck up, Jeff Pro. Right. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Just with a little bit of his back exposed as well. Just like it's yeah. literally he he looks like a limp body on the ground. <laughs> so horrible. Just Jeff is like, like, you have to dig deep, Brandon. This like, is what you wanted, Brandon. I was like, shut, shut up, up Jeff. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. But, Leave uh, Brandon alone. Jeez, 
Oh, I, I was I was like, no. But then we saw how durable and pliable the survivor buffs are because we started using the buffs as anchors the whole this people. Was my just, favorite thing. I was this like, was that was so smart. In a long time. No one's ever thought to use buffs, but it's literally a built-in tool that mm -hmm. you have. I loved it. I don't know who came. I don't think it was Sean who came up with it, but whoever on the Lululemon tribe came up with that. I think it was Sean. It might have been Sean. I think you're Props right. to you. The the gang would come up with that. I will say it was a it was a beautiful strategy, and it definitely helped, especially once they finally got everybody up, and then Caleb had to do that leap up by himself. He grabbed on hold of those those uh, buffs and got on up there. It was it was a great thing. That was. Brilliant idea. Whoever, if it was Sean, I think it was Sean, but if it wasn't, whoever came up with it, mwah, mwah, chef's kiss, brilliant. But by the time the Lulu tribe even got up there, everybody was pretty much done with the puzzle at that point. So, Jeff was like, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even yeah. matter. Brandon are putting together the puzzle. It doesn't even matter. Bless uh, their soul. They're putting in the last I was trying. I was trying to come up with a Reba McIntyre quote. I can't. I can't. Don't worry. Um, but yes, Reba and Bella win. Bella wins first, and then Reba. Can we talk about the immunity idol? Because I love it. It's a, it's, a, it's a little crane. The crane. The bird. The bird. Crane. I like it. Because it's also in the logo for the season. I really like the crane. You, do you like the crane, David? I do, but I don't like the bottom part. Like, I would be so mad if <laughs> I got it, stuck with the it's bottom a, part. Wood block. <laughs> Here's my immunity. It's a wood block. Is that a crane or a safe. pelican? <laughs> Is it a pelican? I think it's a pelican because I, I don't think cranes look like that. Do they not? The, the, only, the only reference I'm using is that Pokemon from the new games where he don't you dare that's that's the reference that I'm using don't that's not a crane that's a pelican. no no the... not that one not that one uh was yeah one generation back uh the one that uh spat out Pikachu as like Cramorant not Cramorant that's a duck anyway that's a duck? Your, this is your immunity idol <laughs> <laughs> just a block here, it, that's your immunity <laughs> idol. Here you go. Like, are, are better serious? than nothing, I guess. It's better, <laughs> than, nothing, better than nothing. But it's like, y'all couldn't be more creative than that. Like, last season, I thought their idols were so much better with the, the sword and the shield. I was like, that's a mm. cool idol. This time you give them a rock? What are we, Charlie Brown? You giving us a rock? <laughs> I got a rock. Like, what? It's so ridiculous, but whatever. Survivor, yeah. go off. Yeah. I guess the people who was in charge of the art department last season left, and they were left with nothing. <laughs> well, they had to reskin all of the challenges, Lana, because they changed the tribe colors, so they didn't have enough time to come up with a new concept for a new innovative concept for the. So, okay. I don't know. If you all say right. so. All right. I don't know. That's, that's, that's just, what we're using. They had. They changed the colors. Yeah, they did. They changed, they changed all the colors. But then Lulu goes back to camp. Everybody's muddy and dirty and gross, and they're like, "Could we go wash off before we start talking?" Before we become a mess, right? And do baby, we, a mess was had. Do we want to talk about the unseen thing now or later? 
because I want to talk about it. Comes up right now. I think we should wait. I think we should also wait. I'm okay with waiting. Okay. I don't know what you all are talking about. So. Oh, oh, you're gonna be gagged. Lana, okay. you're gonna oh, be yeah. Gagged. Cool. You're gonna be gagged. Cool. There's a whole twist that wasn't shown. Oh, cool. So, oh, is that? Oh, yeah. You probably saw it. I think I saw a bit of it. Okay. You might have oh, saw me tweet act, about it. Act surprised later. Oh, I think <laughs> I know, but okay. But um, I'm not sure. I want to talk about. I do love this like friendship that we saw blossom between Hannah and Brandon this episode. Mm-hmm. I really I like that. Hannah. I want to get I, that out of the way. We will I talk like about Hannah. it. It we will talk about it very soon, but I also really like Hannah Rose. And I will elaborate further why later on. But uh, Hannah and Brandon are both kind of just like they're both having breakdowns together. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Hannah in this moment is just like I need food. I need to sleep on a bed tonight. I need nicotine. I I can't. I can't do this. And Brandon's like, I can't do this either. I'm having chest pains. <laughs> like this is just. Did y'all see his Instagram story today? Yes. Yes. Hilarious. Yes. Where he's I calling his gas. He's calling his gastroenterologist. <laughs> um, he's literally like faking. He's on the phone. He was like, "Yeah, Brandon Donlin here. Um, I'm having a lot of chest pain still. Do you suggest that I play my <laughs> shot in the dark?" <laughs> I hate him. I love him. I hate him. But he straight up tells Caleb and Sabaya that he's using his shot in the dark, and both of them are kind of just like, wow. "I thought we were voting Emily." Oh my God! Why do we have that? I love it, <laughs> David. I love you. Is that what you were that, doing this whole time? Yes. yes. I love you. Oh my God. I loved her yes. face yes. when yes, she did that. Like, like what? I also do really want to pull the the um, Jeff moment where he's just like, <laughs> "Sorry, I have to show it again." No, it's fine. So <laughs> he just, at, where he when uh, at tribal when he's just like. <laughs> right. It's so good. But yeah, Caleb and Sabaya were like, I thought we were voting Emily. Right. Okay. Right. Right. And then Emily goes to to Hannah and Brandon in the midst of their panic attacks and goes, I really think we just need to break up Caleb and Sabaya because I just think they're going to be really dangerous. And then confessional, she's like, I'm thinking three moves ahead. Baby, you need to be thinking about right now because your ass was about to be voted out because of your foolishness. <laughs> but all right, girl, go ahead. Um, you literally also, have I, two people in separate regards saying, you know what? I'm good to go home. My body's not doing well. And she looks at two other people and are like, yeah, no, them. They need to go. Well, to I know, fair, I'm not going to say anything yet. However, comma, I'm thinking it. Sorry. To be fair, on. Brandon never volunteered to go home. Like, he was yeah. honest about what he was going through, but I do not think for a second he wanted to go home. Oh, no. no. And I've heard oh. people, like, misconstrue some of his moments to, to make the it sound like... The internet is being rude to him, and I'm not. Yeah. yeah. But no, he, like, that's why he wanted to play the shot in the dark. He didn't want to risk going home. Right. I don't think, and, and I don't think Brandon will ever want to quit. Oh, absolutely not. not. He won't quit, but his body was hurting at the time. And we all have moments of weaknesses where we're in pain and we say some things from letting our pain speak. And it's not what we actually really want, but it's like at the moment he was just like, I'm hurting so bad. I don't know if I could do this. 
I don't know. Now he never said send me home. That was Hannah. No. Hannah 100 oh, yeah. was like, send me home. I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Brandy was like, I just don't know if I can do this. And as much as it's his dream, he was like, I don't know if I can't do it. But at the other side of the thing, Sabaya and Caleb are like, we're not trying to send you home. Why are you talking we about like you? Your you. We we actually feel like this is just a first couple day thing that might go away. We don't, I don't think you're, they, like, even though he didn't do perform well in the challenges, they weren't ready to send him out the door because no. he was, he's a likable person. Emily performed better in some parts of a challenge and they still want to send her home because she's not likable. And then in the midst of her telling Brandon and Hannah that she wants to send out, break up Caleb and Sabaya because they obviously working together. Her words, not mine. They're obviously working together. Um, Brandon was like, you ain't hear this from me, Caleb, but, uh, She's saying your name and she wants you gone. I was like, if this ain't sequester coming into play right now, I ain't saying what I'm saying, what I heard, but I'm just saying what I heard. <laughs> here for me, but she's saying your name. And mm, I was like, okay, Brandon, I see you. I understand you. I feel you. Play the game because you don't want to go home. If he wanted to go home, he would have never told Caleb anything. He would have let them vote him out. He would have been home. He didn't want to do nothing like that. He's playing the game. He just was talking through his pain at the time. But in anybody who was going through what he's going through, we would have been, I would have been like, ooh, I feel like I don't think I can make it. But I don't want to go home because that's my 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 competitiveness will kick in, even if it's at the last minute. It's gonna kick in at some point and be like, but I don't want to go home because I really I done spent 11 years trying to get on this show. I'm not going to be the first boot because of a little chest pain. I'm going to fight through it. I'm going to fight through yeah. it. But, yeah. Man, was Sean was so safe this episode. <gasps> Sean wouldn't have thought about I love Sean. <laughs> Sean's adorable. I adore it. I knew I would like the gays. And guess what? I like all three of them. And there's only three. Mm -hmm. And I'm mad about mm -hmm. it, presumably, as far as we are concerned at this current moment in time. But I love Sean. Oh, oh. Sean was very sweet. Sean was Sean was the one looking at Emily like, huh? What? <laughs> are you are you okay? Like, are you okay? Like seriously. Sean was all of us. Sean, really, because that was like Sean. Because Caleb and Sabaya were getting targeted. Hannah and Brandon were over having their panic attacks, and Sean's the only logical person going, What is happening? <laughs> Sean we didn't even oh my god, we didn't even talk about the pyramids. Oh, we didn't even talk oh about my the god, yes. <laughs> oh, so we didn't even talk about the pyramids. I don't really want to talk about it, but like, we didn't even talk about the pyramids. I'm gonna let this, Jack this talk about tribe, this tribe is like they brought together the six most, I'm gonna use the word interesting, energetic, and not not messy, but like you you get the vibe where it's like oh they messy oh they a mess they're okay, hot great hot they're mess. not messy they're a mess they're hot mess this is a hot mess hot trash. boo boo mess hot mess trash like if you if trash. you had told me that oh yeah one tribe talked about aliens in this game I'd be like yeah no it's the Lulu tribe are you kidding me like who else the Kendra? aliens made appear right the I was yeah. Kendra too she could Kendra was probably dying to. 
I mean, maybe Kendra did have that conversation. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh my no. god! Oh, yes, and I did hear. It. I did hear. It. Now that okay. I said that, wow. yeah, I did. But yeah, surprise later. No, okay. I'll All just. Right. I just want to quickly add to this pyramid <laughs> thought. So yes, the whole episode, Emily was foolishness for this one moment of thirty seconds. Everybody else became foolishness, and she was just Emily. <laughs> I agree with that. Just for thirty seconds, and then also, it was over. Also, I I I looked back and I remembered that Emily was the one that applied for Survivor for the sole reason that she hated Mike Gaitler. and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, she's still foolishness, but we, we, I don't like you either. But, I don't and, like her either. Look, she's the I, second coming yeah. of Mike Gabler. Look. Actually, I prefer Mike Gabler over her. I think I do too. Yeah. Unfortunately, don't let Robin know that. Yeah, I know the Gabler stands are something else. Oh God! So, but, go ahead, Jack. I I just I have some thoughts on Emily, just as as a whole. Great. So, one saying that you're a pessimist does not mean you get to be a dick, right? In in the nicest way possible keep some of those thoughts inside. Um oh, no. be mean, Jack. I want to hear you be mean. <laughs> I think he's but, saying she needs to keep those thoughts. I know. Inside. Well, no, he's saying as nice as nice oh, as I, I can say it. I'm like, nah, be mean. But I support it. The the other part is and and I don't like speculating on this stuff. She reminds me a lot of me before I knew exactly what my brain was like. And I I have this internal sympathy of are you a dick or do you just perceive the world that way? And and like that's something that like I'm seeing that I'm going, oh fuck. So either she's a dick and she deserves it, or there's this going on and now now it all feels icky, but also it's like it, it's it's right for the other trimates to be turned away. But like I've had that feeling so many times in games that I've played where it's like, am I too much? I know where my brain is. Like, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? And that's why, at least in my opinion, this game is harder to play if your brain isn't fully the how how the standard is. Yeah. So, I I mean I once again I don't know, and I would love to hear from her and find out if that is true because then those feelings that I have. And those in turn, uh, those like thoughts make sense, but like I don't like to speculate about that because, like anything else, if you're wrong, it doesn't. It just it's bad all around. Yeah, the optics of this entire episode were it's skewed weird. a little bit, and that's why, like me especially, I'm saying I'm not saying anything yet about her. However, comma, the optics don't look good. And I definitely understand exactly where you're coming from, Jack, because I've also experienced some of that, like, for those of us who are neurodivergent, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it, it can be a weird experience. 
and I'm not trying to say anything definitively about Emily yet. We have seen a 90-minute edited episode with her in it. I don't know the woman. I don't know her background. I don't know who she is. I mean, I'm interested to see where her storyline goes moving forward and whether we hear things about her background that will inform us one way or the other. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Shall we go to this mess of a tribal? Because. <laughs> uh, it's a mess and everyone's. It's Emily versus Sabaya again. And then Brandon's on the end and. Emily saying, talking about performance, and Hannah's like, are you talking about me? And Brandon goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Brandon Dawson. I just want to make that very clear again. But, and then in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, do we even call this a tribal? Hannah Quinn. I mean. <laughs> do we even call this a tribal? They I'm did a- go to tribal council. I guess. Torches were lit. Yeah. And someone's torch was snuffed. Sure. So Votes yes. were not had. Yeah, it's weird. It was public vote. I guess. And, and Hannah, Hannah straight up says, I want to be here, but there are five people on this tribe that want to be here more than I do. And one of them is going to get voted out tonight. And I'm not okay with that because they want to be here more than I do. I can respect that. This is here. Here it is. I can respect her being self-aware. I can respect her wanting to not have somebody go out. um, And she wants to, she wanted to go. I can respect that. She was like, you just don't know until you're in there. You don't know how you're going to react and how you're going to feel until she's in a situation. Do I feel like she stole a spot from somebody? No, I don't. She earned her spot. She made it on the show, but she got out there and realized it was way deeper than what she anticipated it to be. And she just couldn't handle it. You don't know unless you know, until you get in this situation, you don't know how Mm -hmm. you will react in that situation. So I respect her for being self-aware, being like other people want to play this game, more than me, so I will go. I will bow out gracefully. On uh, however, comma, (laughs) me selfishly, me, Lana, selfishly is like, Hannah, no, because we want Emily to go. Like, we can vote you out next time because we're going to lose more challenges. It's it's inevitable. We're going to lose because we're a mess of a tribe. We can vote her out tomorrow. Like, you can vote you out tomorrow. But let us get her out now. But or that's just quit tomorrow morning. Well, quit tomorrow morning. Like, like you know Bye. what? I don't want to do anymore. Bye. And, but let us get her out. But that's just me selfishly. But, you know, whatever. Hannah made her choice. She made her decision. And you can do nothing but respect it. Mm. I have a couple things to say. And first of all, I want to address, um, there's been a lot of people that I've seen and heard saying that they're happy, happy that Emily has stayed because she makes good TV. And I just want to point out to the people who feel that way, 
think that might come from a place of privilege to be able to look at her and find that entertaining because I think there's plenty of people who look at her and are triggered and they see things that are ugly. Um, they see things that um, survivors faced a lot and um, it just keeps coming back. I thought we were past the days where black people were grouped together just because they're existing because they're having conversations it happened since season one with with Jervis and Ramona, and it has continued to happen. And I thought we were starting to get away from that. So, yeah, I think a lot of people could watch this show and be like, hey, she's so entertaining. Let's keep her around. But it can be extremely bothersome to certain people to watch that sort of behavior. Preach on it. David, that is why you're my husband. Because you know when you know when you know. Mm. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I will say as well on that. Again, we know a 90-minute edited episode that includes Emily in it. Intention does not always equal impact. And I absolutely agree with you with what you're saying, David. I found it very uncomfortable watching Emily, mm -hmm. personally. I can only imagine what Black people watching Survivor are feeling. Right. And I know one opinion because I'm friends with her right now and she's here. But like I found like I watched it with my roommate who is from India and he found it uncomfortable. Anybody who is people, any person of color probably found that very uncomfortable to watch. Absolutely. And I'm sorry that I, I mean, it's not even sorry. It's just white people just have a different privilege of watching these shows and not getting triggered by things like that because it doesn't happen to you on a regular basis. White people could talk all day long and nobody automatically assumes that they're working together. It's just it's just what it is. They just talking. Black people and people of color don't have it. And not not I'm going to talk about not just black people because survivor y'all need to do better on your diversity with other races of people. We don't True. need one Hispanic person three black people, one Asian person, and maybe an Indian person every now and again. Like, step up your diversity if you go do that. And we ain't talking about 50% BIPOC. What, why does it have to be 50%? How about we let the white people be the minority in, this, in, in, the, in some of these shows? How about that? Let's see how they act and how they react in a situation where they're not the majority of the, of the group. So how about we try to... We, we saw it once, well, and they we banded together. They banded together and wanted to take out all of the people of a different race. That's what happened in Cook Islands. Yep. I'm about to say, I, yeah. we watched it. We watched it happen. So I want people to not stop looking at it and saying, oh, that's not what it is. Y'all overreacting. Y'all too sensitive. When we've seen it happen right before our very eyes, but you have the privilege to say, but that's not what it is. Just let's just play the game. Can we leave race out of it and just play the game? We would love to leave race out of life and just play the game, but we can't because people always making it about something, and it's not us. It's not always us. Sometimes it's us because we see things, but it's not always us. So I ain't saying Emily is that way. I don't know her. This is the first episode. It could just be a coincidence that she felt that and that she attacked Bruce and she attacked Caleb and she attacked Sabaya in the same episode. It could be just a coincidence. 
could be just something that just happened. But with the conversation you and Jack had, and y'all talking about she could be neurodivergent, I get it. It doesn't excuse it. Exactly. I'm about to say, I get it, but it doesn't excuse it because I have neurodivergent friends who are not racist. I ain't saying she is. I'm just saying, <laughs> hello. I'm just saying it's not an excuse. And if that's what you're going to use this, because I have seen people who are neurodivergent try to use that as an excuse before and be like, oh, I know it's just, it's just my I, no, because I've seen otherwise. So if I didn't see otherwise, if everybody who I knew was neurodivergent and was making the same things, then I'm like, well, maybe that is the thing with neurodivergency that I don't know about. They just they need to, you know. But no, absolutely not. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But I, I'll see. I'm not, like I said, I ain't gonna say it, but I'm thinking it. Right. And until and she it, proved me wrong, it is called a spectrum for a reason. So it's it's hard to expect neurodivergent people to all be kind the of uh, the same. Yeah, but I completely get what you're saying here. Yeah, everybody's not a monolith. We're not a mm-hmm. monolith of people. Everybody's different on every spectrum of every situation of everything mm-hmm. that we do. We're all monoliths. So I can't expect because somebody else I know was like this that she can't be this way because she's not like them. Just like we can't expect all black people and all white people to be the same. We are mm-hmm. not the monolith. We all do different things, but I just have to wait and see. So, and we don't know if she is. She could just be a big old bitch, right? She could no. just be, a, and she, she even acknowledged she's behaving different on the island than she mm-hmm. does off the island. So, oh yeah, I forgot she did. Yeah, she said that she, she herself aggressive. Yeah. Well, good for her for knowing. She's I like, I have to use this with. word to somebody, so I'm just gonna use it on my. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I would like to bring it back to Hannah because I do Sorry. think Hannah is a lovely casting choice. I love that she was self-aware enough in this moment to just be like, nah, not nah, send me home. She was adored Alano. I don't belong here. <laughs> and party. she she wanted to go out party. And I hope I hope she really enjoyed that bed and that dinner and her nicotine. And honestly, she provided me so much entertainment in this premiere. I know she will never go back to Survivor because clearly, obviously, and Jeff will never have her back, clearly, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we can do I, hard things. We can do hard things. We can do hard things, which was the title. The ti- which I loved. I was like, Brandy got the title. We can do hard things. Mm-hmm. We can do hard I, things. The title should have been Jersey. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued by the title of episode two because we do have that. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Brought a bazooka to a tea party. Oh, okay. That sounds like Emily. That does sound <laughs> that sound alarmingly like Emily. like Emily. Probably. But, but y'all have to bring up whatever this surprise twist was well, that we didn't see. I, I I wanted to get to my second thing that I wanted to talk about, and that was specifically with Hannah because I heard an interview wow. with her. Uh, today she was talking to Dalton Ross, and um, she was talking about how. She is not on Twitter. She's not on Instagram, but people have still managed to find her somehow and they are sending hateful comments her her way. She's getting a lot of vitriol, which is awful. Like people should stop that. Even don't even do that to Emily. Yeah. We we've all talked about her here. Leave her alone. Leave everybody alone. But I really liked what she said. She gave such a mic drop moment in this interview. 
because she's talking about how all these people have been coming at her saying you robbed you robbed our spots you robbed our spots from getting on the show and she's like you know what if you're the type of person who's going to find somebody on social media and send them hateful comments like that you weren't going to get on the show because you wouldn't have passed the psych eval period boom period. I was like, come on, Anna. I love that. I love Me that, too. honestly. I, she's she's just genuinely like of all people, I think I think she was the one that she knew that she could handle this. She's a therapist. Like she knows she has all of those coping strategies and how to manage things already at her disposal so i'm very happy that she was the one to do that you're looking at me like i said something wrong uh yeah no okay good she's therapist uh thank god because i thought i was wrong oh no you're right so i'm happy that of at least of all people she could she could look at it and go i'm not gonna let you tear me down I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to stand up for myself and I'm going to be happy. Because at the end of the day, you weren't on, I was. All right. And the only person she could have ever have taken the spot away from was the, the female alternate that was in Fiji. And more than likely, we're going to see them in one to two years, any, uh, one exactly. to two seasons anyway. So. I hope they kept her for an extra month and they just put her on 46. Bingo. Mm-hmm. I'm really hopeful for that. But So the twist. Yes. So we found out uh, through, wasn't it Dalton or was it? It was Blue? Jeff Probst. Um, or it was Jeff on, the, on, uh, on fire with Jeff Probst available on whatever platforms you want to listen to. Listen to us instead of him. But um, <laughs> he revealed that there was a twist uh, after the immunity challenge where Bello, because they won the challenge overall, and apparently this is a twist that we might see through the whole pre-merge, so I'm intrigued to see if we actually see it, um, the winning tribe would choose one person to go to the losing tribe's camp, stay there all day, observe, and secretly cast a vote for one of the members of Lulu. And mm-hmm. from what we understand from Jeff, that person was Kendra. So Kendra was there all day. We didn't see any of Kendra. <laughs> they did a pretty damn good job of editing Kendra out of that whole segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what we also heard, there's there was might be some sort of uh, cross tribal alliance between Kendra and Sabaya, yeah, which I love. I'm not uh, mad at that. I'm not mad at it. I love Sabaya. it. So love because if Kendra and Sabaya make a cross tribal alliance with Kendra going back to Kelly and Katora, I'm like, she's cool. And when we get to merge, Kendra, Kelly, Sabaya, and Katora can all link up. And be like, girl power do this thing, and they strong women, and they doing it. I would be here for KKSK. I did it. Yay! I broke it up. <laughs> yep. Although I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to think anything like that will come into fruition. At least 
based on the grounds of them connecting uh, while she was there, because if anything important was going to come from that moment, they would have found a way to show it in there. So I feel like we might see it next week. If we see I, any sort of conversation with Kendra talking about it, we might I, see it next week. The I would reason bet they my life it, they will not. So the reason they edited it out altogether is presumably because Kendra voted for Emily, mm-hmm. and because of Hannah quitting, they just edited the whole thing out. So that's what. Wait, hold on. I thought Kendra voted for Brandon. She did. I don't know. Oh. She did vote for Brandon. Yes. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. But well, fuck did. Kendra then. Oh, not that. We won't but, do that. To but yeah, no, I, I mean, like Kendra still, but I mean, of all things, because there was no vote, right? It didn't matter, and mm-hmm. I that that's probably why they cut it. That okay. yeah. That, I think I think Jeff said that that is why they cut it. Yeah, it didn't matter, and they needed to save time. But there's zero percent chance they're going to show that in the next episode because that would just confuse the casual audience. They would not get it, so they're not going to bother showing that at all. I mean, if they found a way to do it where they it doesn't confuse you, it's like this is I don't know flashback and say this is something that happened. We don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna let survivor be survivor and do their thing because honestly. We don't know. All we know is from the previews, Emily looked like she's on a rampage running through the jungle and she looked mad. I'm like, girl, you the one that started the war. Bazooka and her tea party. <laughs> I'm about to say, you the one started the war calling folk out at the tribal council if you, and, and just like, just literally blatantly saying their name. Like, I, I want Caleb to survive to break them up. Without, I'm like, girl, you just go play your whole hand at the first tribal council? What? But that's how she's been playing this game. She's very much a bull in the china shop. So we'll see yeah. if the bull come in and break up the tea party, whatever they talking yeah. about, and see what happens. Do we think Lululemon will win another, will, will no. win immunity, or are they going back no. to tribal council? I think they're going back to tribal. I think we are seeing the second coming of, um, oh no, I what was the tribe? No, I was going to say the green Ulan? tribe from Kageon. Oh, um. I don't remember. Brains. <laughs> Brains. Was that just the name of the tribe? No, they they had a. They had something else, but I, 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 I don't think know. anyone knows it. If you just say brains, people know. The what? Brains tribe. Wow. That <laughs> one. Wow. Yeah. Well. Luzon. 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 Oh. The Luzon losers and the Lulu losers. The, oh my god. Those tail tribes. Uh-oh. On that note, I don't have a I don't have a banner here, but draft update. Brooke is down to one person. Yeah. Ooh, I'm loving my team. I'm so happy with my picks. I have Sabaya and I have Kelly. And they were two of my favorites. This I'm, I'm still happy with my picks. I have Jake and I have Caleb, and I'm still very happy. As long as Emily okay. doesn't get I am happy with my tribe. Is Katura and Austin. Both of them were love super duperly safe. I love your team. Yeah, I think we could like I, I I watched our draft this morning and I heard you mention a husband wife like we can merge teams because you like mm-hmm. my team and I was too upset with you too. You were you were very angry. I was very fuming with you for Tilly Sabaya from me. You to didn't listen. hear me say that. <laughs> I heard it, but I ignored it. But I am willing to talk about it. look, we can negotiate off camera. Okay. Jack, who do you have? Jack- uh, Jemaya and uh, it's another woman from Reba. Kendra. D- no, no, D. 
You have D. D. There we go. Yep. My you have D. Oh, I, so, I am open to a cross-tribal alliance track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. Uh, right, cool. I mean, we'll talk off camera. Yeah, I mean, D, D didn't really have much to do this episode be- other than calling Sifu. Other than clocking the fuck out of Sifu. And J. Maya really having... didn't have much. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Other than her viral TikTok. Did y'all see that? Oh, oh yeah, I did. Fully, I saw that. She I fully saw was lip syncing to Reba's I'm a Survivor. I'm a survivor. Because mm-hmm. it, the caption was like, when I found out I was on the Red Tribe and it was called Reba, and it's just her fully lip syncing to I'm a Survivor. Uh, I, I adore that, yeah. her, by the way. We didn't see much of her. I like her a lot. Yeah, and it, it's funny because last night I was like a Snapchat like video of Brandon to like a few of my Snapchat friends, and one of them responded and they're like, hey, my friend's on Survivor too, and it's Jay Maya. They went to... Uh, Shut oh, up. Yeah, they were in choir together. I love <laughs> that. That's yeah. awesome. Go oh, stream her music, by the way. It's good. Period. Oh, it's so good. Great. And on that note, I think we're done here because... Maybe. I don't, <laughs> yeah. think we, I don't think we can pull anything else out of this episode because we're going to be right back here next week to talk about episode two of Survivor 45. And so while you're here, if you stuck around with us this long, hit the subscribe button. You know you like us because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. So hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, all the things, hit all the things, all the buttons. If you hit the dislike button, hit it twice. Um, follow us on all of our socials at the cup pod on Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, and not Jack pointing out <laughs> his own Twitter right no. now. No, I was like, Jack was pointing out David. That's what it looked like oh, to me. Yeah. You were pointing directly at David the whole time, even while you were moving. And I was like, okay, I follow David, I guess. Logan, follow David. Okay, well, now can you we can follow, follow Jack. First, you can follow us on the Cut Pod at the Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. That's what I was saying. But then you could go and follow all of us down there. You see us all down there. Follow all of us, even the ones who had to leave early. Follow them too, I guess. And Get your cup merch that's also down in the description below. Get your cup mug or your cup merch, anything else that's official. And um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for watching. We'll be back. See you next time. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. God, I cannot wait to see Brandon and Fessy do a hall brawl. Oh my God. Stop, Jack. Jack, you know that.